The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO and Power Plus, their next generation broker portal that gives you more speed and control over the process. You can now disclose, lock, and manage your loan seamlessly from start to finish, all in one place. It's another reason why greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Experts keep talking about the need to invest in technology right now, but how do you make sure you're getting the right tech, especially with dollars being so tight? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by Amit Golay. He's CEO and founder of Influence, and Melody Wright. She's the company's senior vice president of product and strategy. Amit and Melody, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having us, Mike. It's great to be here. So I guess just to start things off, we'll start with you, Amit, and just, you know, to, to to the point of investing in tech, you know, I always like to throw this out there, you know, but, you know, we keep seeing origination down, originators are, are struggling. Why should they be investing in tech when they're trying to, you know, think about where every dollar is going right now? Well, like, you know, like you said, the circumstances are what they are, and it's really about everyone's ability to survive, if not thrive in this existing environment. And coming out of this circumstance, when policies do change, when there is another wave of refinance, being in a position to be able to scale seamlessly, that is why an investment in the right technology makes absolute sense right now. And so Melody, um, how how do you mortgage, what what advice would you have for originators on, on where to start, where to get the best uh, bang for their buck? Well, I, I think they have to start with a strategy, right? And I think that unfortunately what's happened recently is we came off these two years of incredible momentum where everyone could not keep up. You were hiring, hiring, throwing bodies at a problem, just trying to close those loans, you know, to record that gain on sale. And everybody was just moving so fast that they couldn't really see the forest for the trees. And of course, there was no time to implement technology, et cetera. And so we're at a moment where we have stopped that all that acceleration has stopped in a way that has really kind of um, the market is a little surprised by how quickly it happened. And we're all trying to catch up with that fact. Like you saw on Friday, Mr. Cooper laying off 800 people. Um, You know, I think that you have to have a strategy, which includes a tool that will ensure that you don't need to act the way that this industry acts during boom and bust cycles, meaning that we rapidly scale up and then we slash and burn because we can't hold the expense. You know, that's not how it should be. You know, I'm a survivor of the great financial crisis. I was at GMAC in 2007 when we did our first big layoff in December of 2007, another big layoff in March of 2008. And that was hugely impactful to me that it just doesn't and it should not be this way. Um, essentially, you have to have a strategy and a plan because you know that this is how origination works. And so to me, understand what you need and what you need is you have to increase efficiency, 
increase sales and lower costs. And so once you have that strategy, you have to find the right technology to do that. And I would say that's a technology that's going to provide transparency and accountability. And and if you're, you know, you brought up the point that, you know, when when times are booming, you know, it's easy to just say, well, there's some, I got to make hay while the sun is shining. And then as soon as things contract, like right now, I got to make phone calls. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to find my next loan. Where is it going to come from? So if, right. if you if you've been doing that and you really don't have a strategy, I mean, where do you start? Where are some easy, low lying fruits where you can sort of see a quick payoff that, wow, this is making my life easier? Well, honestly, I think you start at the beginning of the pipeline. Like if you're going to start somewhere, you know, uh, start at the beginning and understand what is getting in your way of getting those opportunities in the first place. Like, what are you doing with your leads? right? Uh, what are you doing with your referral partners? How are you utilizing them? Are you are you using analytics to make sure that you're getting those leads in the door, number one, but you're retaining those leads and, you know, you're making sure they don't fall out because you forgot to call them. You forgot. And, and by the way, you did a Google ad and, and it didn't get uploaded in your CRM properly. Now you really don't even know if you've lost leads so I would just start from the beginning or start from the place where you have the biggest pain point. I mean, that's that's always good advice. What's the biggest pain point? Right now, people think that, you know, that's sales. And so I think that probably is a great place to start. And and Amit, um, you know, you know, start with the biggest pain point. So it sounds like really you can find tech to help you do anything you're doing right now in the mortgage industry. That's right. And then, you know, I would start by saying that, you know, again, piggybacking on what Melody said about the two things that are most important right now in the given situation is, hey, you know, do I have dollars coming in to feed the rest of the organization and myself? So, you know, we've got tremendous focus on sales. You know, how can I sustain or even grow, you know, sales. So one of the things that we've been doing at the company is, you know, being aggressively following all the mortgage coaches and the sales approach. The philosophy being that you have this referral network and if you can leverage text and analytics to really go after relationships that you would require to come out thriving in this environment, well, how do I go about doing that? Our technology offers those capabilities, you know, modeling after again, you know, teachings of the best in-class mortgage coaches. Then, you know, the next stage that I have to address is, you know, how do I, I have so many fixed costs in the organizations, you know, I drive them down through automation and then as much as possible, you know, find ways to um, eliminate repeatable processes. So, you know, bringing, when you bring these two, you know, very, very powerful and needed aspects of your operations together and apply technology to solve for those, you know, those technology products uh, come out as winners, as well as, you know, lenders who adopt the right technology environment. And Mike, there's an easy answer to your question. It's call us. <laughs> but, you know, trying to speak more from a you know, there, there's so many components, but what we're definitely hearing right now from the industry is, you know, it's that increased sales. And a lot of people are doing that by doing some grabs of, you know, existing resources. We're seeing companies that, you know, like Finance of America, 
that are shuttering, you're basically going in and you're trying to grab volume by grabbing people. Um, but the thing is, even when you grab those people, if they don't have the right tools, they're not going to be successful in this market. And one of the things that we're doing is we're really trying to solve for the people that will be using these tools, because what we're finding is that a lot of our, you know, kind of younger millennials and Gen Zers interacting in that kind of get to know you kind of sales conversation, that just is not intuitive. And so a lot of the folks that are in the market right now actually don't even know what's the first step to establishing these relationships, cultivating leads, et cetera. And so through our CRM or their CRM component, this is something we're, we're solving with our lead and referral management and our kind of get to know your referral partners um, within the application. We have a lot of tools that help you do that. Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. Right. And certainly they're much more familiar with using tech to solve problems just like that. Um, uh, Amit, you, you've talked about, you know, the, you know, and the importance of transparency and actually, you know, Melody threw that word out earlier. But I mean, talk to me about that in this space, because, you know, I always envision uh, tech companies, companies that are dealing with algorithms and AI, they're very protective of their products. So talk to me about what transparency means when you're talking about technology and how do you accomplish it? Thank you for asking that question and transparency across the entire process and the people who are touching the process. One of the core philosophies when we started the company is we promised to ourselves and our employees and our customers is the very first thing that we're gonna do differently from the rest is we're gonna eliminate the silos. Innovation has been taking place, but innovation has been taking place in silos. And the approach has been that, hey, you know, I solve for a problem and they throw the problem over the fence so that now it becomes somebody else's problem. We took time to bring people and processes together, Mike, and we take pride in doing that. You know, a good example is we've got a large customer whom we are deploying. They came to us with a specific problem of solving for their processing department's workflow automation. When we gave them a demonstration and made them realize, hey, you know, your processors can actually look at very, very transparently and even engage leads as they're coming in through the sales funnel so that when they do go into processing, you absolutely are sitting on top of all the things that you would need for when they're in processing and vice versa for the loan officers to know what's going on in processing for everyone to know and not be surprised with the results and conditions that come out of the underwriting process. And guess what? As the origination is coming along, Exposing that level of transparency to your borrowers. Wow, you know, never ever achieved before. We're very excited to be offering the industry with all this, these tools and technology and provide a whole new experience, Mike. And Mike, one thing I can tell you when I was managing processors back, um, we kind of act one of the companies I was working for, we acted kind of like a staff hog. And I was managing processors that went to work at different companies. And I cannot tell you the amount of time spent um, between loan officers and loan processors arguing over something 
that somebody just couldn't find an email. We call it email gel <laughs> because, you know, there was just no one system to capture these data, the timelines, whether the requirements were there. And so there were just these fights of blame and shame that when you have a system that tells you everything you need to know that's keeping track of your notes, can keep track of your phone calls, et cetera, it's all there for everyone. You just are going to gain exponential efficiency. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's frustrating when you think, well, these things should have all these tools and they don't. And like, like you said, people just start yelling at each other for blaming you're the reason we lost this or they're the reason that this is, you know, taking longer than it should. Yes. Um, one other thing that I wanted to to ask, and, and I'll go to you first, Amit, um, is just the 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 conversation around bias in technology and it's not exclusive to this industry it's it's in general with artificial intelligence because i don't think people can appreciate when you're building algorithms if you have a if you're using for example bad data and you're baking it in those biases will just perpetuate and we've seen in this industry um you know experts sort of pointing that out and that if you're using bad tech you can certainly be responsible for that so i mean just you know i wanted to ask you how do you sort of account for this and and how do you how do you advise people in this industry to to watch out for that as they're as they're expanding their tech yep as um you know my best professional partner in life uh, you know here with me melody today you always puts it in quotes show people first and make them realize what we've got rather than making promises and not delivering. Unfortunately, this is the experience of mortgage lenders thus far. There have been so many players come and go and show the blue skies, but then not being able to deliver. And you know, AI is just a symptom and an example of this phenomena. Um, you know, we're uh, building our technology on the world's most trusted cloud-based environment, the Salesforce platform at the backbone. And, you know, there's no need for me to talk about Salesforce, but, uh, you know, everything that we operate on, you know, philosophically, principles of our own uh, company, but then also, you know, the conscious effort that went, went into the Salesforce platform to use as a backbone for our offer offering, trust being the basis for, you know, every single interaction. Um, and we appreciate that partnership as well. Yeah, I see you, Melody, sort of nodding your head. I don't know if you want to chime in here as well. Yeah, you know, I think that, I, I think, you know, your your question specifically about bias and, and I mean, and, and that's really scary where you're, when you're talking about, um, you know, sort of not intentionally discriminating, but essentially ending up uh, discriminating just based on people making. The, so, I, you know, in this process to me, like you always have to look at that and make sure that you have some sort of governance committee that's reviewing these things. Always kind of, um, to me, I see it as levers, right? <laughs> like, or like Picard driving the ship. You, you, you know, you can, you have to pull the levers, but you have to constantly be looking at, have your you know, your risk management teams looking at, okay, what could I be missing here through this automation? And, and you know, and I, and I don't think we're even, we're, we're certainly not advocating at this point to take the human out of underwriting, like, but we need to give them the tools to arrive at these decisions faster, but also alert them, like, you know, 
we have a big roadmap. We won't go into that here, but these are the types of things we want to incorporate is that you have some sort of scoring along the way, risk-based scoring that says, hey, listen, this is all great and this is falling out for X, Y, Z, but you need to re-review this because, you know, that this is this is high risk because of maybe you know, the neighborhood, wherever it is, you have to do that extra review. And, and and you have to constantly be retooling your AI. You know, it's a machine, just like you take your car to get an oil change. Like you always have to be looking at your models, checking them, understanding them, and looking for that bias to make sure it doesn't happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. Whether it's bias or it's something else, any issue, you know, people can can feel reassured because it's computer. You still have to step back and make sure you're, you're getting the results that you want. Exactly. Exactly. So to me, that's a measure, that's a strategy, right? Mike, it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to, it's one thing to get a tool, but you have to constantly be measuring it. Yeah, absolutely. Amit, Melody, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Mike. We'll be right back with the rest of your headlines. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO and Power Plus, their next generation broker portal. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to sign up. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Here's your headlines for today, November 8th. Earnings reports keep coming in. Angel Oak Mortgage is now reporting a loss for the third straight quarter. This time, the number was $83.3 million. Despite the string of losing quarters, the company says the credit performance of its assets remains strong and executives are optimistic about their outlook. Elsewhere, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac both saw their net income fall by roughly half when compared to the third quarter of 2021. During Freddie Mac's earnings call, CEO Michael DeVito pushed back against complaints that the government-sponsored enterprises aren't meeting their capital requirements. DeVito said Freddie Mac has been able to build up its net worth so it can withstand a downturn. And finally, another lender is going out, but Athis Capital Group says it wants to, quote, bow out like gentlemen. Athis is honoring loans in the pipeline. The 210 employees were notified that they'll be laid off in early January. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.